You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 290. So we just really talked, probably spent about an hour, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. About 30 minutes of that, we were just talking, getting to know one another, seeing what position was. I come to find out she's the one that tells me this information, which is great. Get the seller to talk. You don't want to do the talking. Let them talk about their situation, their story. And she was just like, yeah, they're foreclosing on the house. And I was like, oh, there's motivation. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. And if you can hear the tone of my voice, the excitement I have today, it's because we have a rock star rhino that's been wholesaling for just about three months and has already done three deals. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, First and foremost, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. My name is Cody Hoffman. I'll be hosting today's episode. And I want to let you know that we will be talking about wholesaling real estate. Now, what's wholesaling? Wholesaling is just simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties. Because if you can learn in your market how to find properties at a discount, you, my friend, can make a lot of money. And we'll be breaking a story, a case study right now down for you. So get a pen, get a piece of paper, and get ready because today we have Jens Kittemeyer from Quarter Lane, Idaho, and he's going to be sharing a step-by-step walkthrough on how he did one of his three deals so that you can really learn from him and get out there after listening to this podcast and start taking massive, imperfect action because there's no such thing as a perfect plan and get yourself your first deal as well. So let's get going right now. Let's get right to it. Jens, my man, how in the heck are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Cody. How are you, man? Good. I look at this, and as I'm reading through just our little show notes of of introducing who you are, like this stuff's amazing. Here you are in Quarter Lane, Idaho. There's probably a ton of listeners on here like that. I have no idea where Quarter Lane (laughs) is, like no clue who it is, no idea where this is even located, but you've been doing wholesaling for only three months. And on average, you're already doing a deal a month. This is pretty amazing stuff. Tell me a little bit, tell our audience a little bit about who you are and maybe what you currently do, what you're doing and what got you into wholesaling. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Jens Kittemeyer. I'm from North Idaho, Post Falls, right next to Coeur d'Alene, about a population of 150,000 in the county. Uh, I got into wholesaling actually from a YouTube video. I was working as a glazer at the time and I was like, I can't do this corporate America job. So I decided I was listening to just different YouTube videos on wholesaling. I was like, what is this? Like, what, you know, kind of, is this real? Um, And then... (laughs) And so then I came across Spotify. They have the podcast for Wholesaling Inc. And I listened to one, two, three, 40, 50, 100, (laughs) 
150. <laughs> and once I got, actually, once I got to 50, I got on uh, a call and I was like, I got to do this with, actually with 13 bucks in my bank account. I was talking to Skyler and I said, hey man, I got to jump in and do this. And he's like, okay, you got to commit to 15 hours a week. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job then. <laughs> and, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're saying something that's absolutely incredible. And I really want to take a second because this is this is crucial, crucial stuff. Not only did you have that much money in your bank account, $13 to your account, but you were also ready to burn the ships and literally jump into this full board right out of the gates. What gives you, I, I really have to know this for myself, not just the audience. Like I want, I want to learn <laughs> from you for a second. What gave you the conviction, the faith that I can do this. Like I'm going to do this. And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it while having not much money, but also quit my job. Like, tell me a little bit more about this. This is actually very, very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, for sure. Honestly, it was, is the fact that they're on the podcast, there's regular everyday people and no matter where the background, like even just listening to the podcast, no matter where the background of these people some people are working part-time and they start wholesaling and they have success. Some people are doing full-time and they do wholesaling on the side and they have success. And then you have people who, you know, the ones that I actually was more interested in listening to, the ones who quit their job and their success just like exploded very shortly after because they were committing, you know, like you said, burn all the ships. They were committing all their time to doing wholesaling. And I was just like, if these people can do it, you know, it doesn't matter the region. It doesn't matter how many people are in your territory. You can do it. It's a very, very simple process. You know, I hear a lot from you guys. Wholesaling is easy. Wholesalers are hard or difficult. <laughs> and so, and how true is that, by the way? <laughs> absolutely. That's so true. Yeah, just, just do what they tell you to do. <laughs> but yeah, so I just decided to jump in and I was like, you know what? We'll pull out a loan for this um, just so that we can get at least two or three months worth of living before uh, hopefully we get a, a deal going so that we can continue on. But yeah, so that's what we did. Me and my wife and my baby girl. You are incredible. Jens, here's the thing that I love. You went all in. And I'm, I'm not saying this resonates with everyone because there's people like, no, I want to make sure I do this and also do it as safe as I can. And, and I get that to each your own. But I, I kind of resonate with you. This is why I'm so interested in this because this, this is exactly what I did. I remember when I was on the phone call with Tom and I was going to join the tribe. This is in uh, May of 2015. And he's like, hey, so what you want to do is you, here's the cost of the program. And then also, you're going to want to spend a minimum of $1,000 a month on, on marketing. Do you have that? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at my wife like, where the crap are we going to find this money? <laughs> Totally. And so I did the same thing. Like I, I put it on a credit card and I, I kind of find this out from a lot of people. They're like, yeah, I lied to you too. I didn't have money. But here's the thing. You went all in and I feel like I perform better when my back's against the wall. Like I can't afford to let this fail because I have to make this work because I'm all in. I burned the boats. Like let's, let's rock and roll. Let's do this. Now that may or may not connect with everyone and I'm, I'm okay with that. But what you're saying was is almost almost identical. Yours is probably even even better than my story because you were like, screw it, like I'm going in, like let's burn it. I'm not glazing anymore. I'm not doing anything. Let's roll. And you're married and have a little baby girl. You said right. And how how old's your baby? 
She's nine months old. Nine months old. So here is where you are incredibly confident, which I think is an amazing value to have, is you even had a baby that had to be fed, diapers, like all this stuff, the cost of life. And you were like, no, I can do this. If these guys can do it, like I can do it. And that message is so powerful to our audience right now. So, okay, keep going. So you got into wholesaling and how was it out of the gates? Was it something like that was just unicorns and rainbow? Was it, was it hard? Was it trying? Was it challenging? Tell us a little bit about wholesaling as you got into it. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a challenge at first. Cause you know, the first day, first Monday after, you know, quitting the job, it's like, okay, I have all this time. <laughs> And you just the gut check moments really start to kick in, but my my excitement was kind of trumping that at the moment because I was like, you know what, we can do this, we got this. So I just you know hit the the modules hard, um, everything you said to do. I actually didn't really have any hiccups. Everything was going well as far as when when you said to do something, I did it, and it wasn't easy because I had no clue. I was kind of just faking it to a lot of like investors when I was building like cash buyers. I had no idea. What I was telling them, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna find you deals <laughs> someday." <laughs> exactly. But then I actually, like what you were saying with the with the money thing, we didn't actually have like a credit card. We pulled out a loan, and so I got to the marketing part, and I was like, I like hit a dead like train dead in my tracks because I was like, I don't have money to spend on direct mail because that's what the main wholesaling ink. You know, that's that's the method that that's Tom right. Cole and that's you right. are like, and I, I totally believe it works, but I had to kind of alter my direction because I was like, I don't I don't have a dollar, even dollar that I don't own to spend <laughs> on that. There was a lot of gut check moments. So powerful though, but you, instead of shrinking and like bailing and jumping out saying, no more, I'm going back to glazing. You found a way, <laughs> there was a shift you had to make okay, here's this, but this isn't going to work for me right this second. I've got to get creative. I've got to start thinking outside the box. And you did that. So instead of direct mail, what was your channel for marketing right out of the gates? Well, since I've been listening to all the podcasts and pretty much watching every YouTube video that Wholesaling Inc. puts out, just because Tom Kroll's advice was only listen to the instruction that Wholesaling Inc. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Well, and the, and the main thing, and I say this to everyone listening too, the main thing is there's so many ways to do it that your yeah. safest bet is always keep it vanilla. Like just listen to one voice until you get consistent. So whether it's us or anyone else, by the way, listeners out there, that's okay. But keep it vanilla. Just listen to one voice at a time so you don't get so messed up and get into the analysis paralysis, which kills most entrepreneurs. So awesome stuff. So you kept it very vanilla. Keep going. Yeah. And so I definitely kind of gravitated towards Brent Daniels because he's like, you can reduce your marketing budget by cold calling. And I was like, cold calling, you know, isn't that what call centers do? <laughs> um, <laughs> but apparently you can cold call in this business, which I, you know, learned through the podcast and definitely. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do what Brent Daniels says and, and drive for dollars. It's the cheapest way. I use the deal machine app, which is awesome. Uh, the deal machine app, you just pretty much can click on any property. The owner's information pops up. You save it. You skip trace the phone numbers. I use batch skip tracing and pretty much call them up and just ask if they'd consider an offer on their property. And so I had to I had to go from direct mail, 
which I, I would have done originally, but I did poor budgeting. <laughs> and I transferred over to cold calling, driving for dollars list because it was the cheapest cheapest route for me that, w- that I could do within my budget because that's that's all I really could do. Well, and you, it was great for you too, right out of the gates, because because you burned all the boats, like you burned all the ships. It's like you had time now to really hone in and and create your own leads versus direct mail having to create those for you. A lot of people they're working a side a side job, and so not only did it help because your budget, but you also had time to now throw at it, which is which is clever. So let's do this. Let's rock and roll and go right to this third deal. And let's start helping our audience understand kind of step-by-step step what it was that you did to get this lead and, and how you got it to where you're going to close. And then we'll talk about the number at the end. But tell us what it looked like when you were cold calling this uh, this third deal that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying, I, I use Deal Machine pretty much to filter all my leads through. And kind of random, I was looking at the pre-foreclosures on Zillow. They have an option to look at not the foreclose, but the pre-foreclosures. And there's like a little subcategory that says potential listing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw the potential listings into my deal machine app so that when I export the list, uh, I can call you know those, those people as well. And so what I did was I'm going through my list and I'm, I'm at this potential listing on Zillow and I'm calling and I get to this, this gal. I actually didn't know it was a gal at the time because I reached her voicemail and left a message. Uh, she didn't pick up. But what I do is after every cold call that I get a name from their voicemail. So if they tell me their name in their voicemail, I'll send a follow-up text right after I get off the phone that pretty much says what I say in the voicemail that if they would consider an offer on their property at 123 Main Street. And she texted me right back, which was kind of strange because I was like, Wait a second, I just called you. (laughs) Like, what's going on? (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just text you if that's what works. And so I'm actually, um, we're we're sitting at a softball game and I'm texting her after, well, throughout the day, at the end of the day, I was texting her again and she was corresponding and she was like, yeah, um, I want it for 260. And I was like, no, I'll give you like 180 to 210. And I usually don't give out numbers over text because I didn't feel like she was motivated at first, but she's like, uh, I don't know. I might be able to go down a little bit, but we'll see. She hadn't even given me the reason why she would consider selling. So I was like, okay, well, let's set up an appointment. Didn't know her name. What's tricky on this, Jens, though, is this is all done by text. Like, It's not only just tricky to find motivation. It's tricky to find motivation when you're on the phone, let alone (laughs) on text. On text, it's like, you can't have any feeling. Like you can't read any emotion. You don't know when they send you a text, like, were they saying that with a smile or were they saying that with a frown? <laughs> because if they say it smile, that's a good thing. But if they're saying it with a frown, that's actually a bad thing. So this is tricky. So you're text messaging all this stuff, not, not on the phone with this individual. So keep going, keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So we set up a, a time to meet at, at her property. And I think By I got the answer. Still, right? You're, you're By, still not yeah. on the phone. By, by text, yeah. And I, <laughs> I failed to get a name. I don't know why I didn't even ask what her name was. So when I go to the door, I'm like, oh, great. I don't even know if this is a guy or girl or if I'm going to be, I don't know who this is. So this gal answers the door and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for someone who's looking to sell their house potentially. And she goes, yep, that's me. <laughs> and so you're uh, like, hey, me, or <laughs> how did you still, sh- how'd you get this one going? 
Uh, well, I, you know, I had to apologize. I said, hey, I realized I failed to ask your name. So, uh, uh, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm Stephanie. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Stephanie. I'm Jens. Um, you know, I was the one that was texting you earlier this week. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how we got to the to the meeting. Do you want me to go into like? Yeah, so cool. So you're here at the meeting. You're at the house. You've talked to her. And now what did you do from there? Did you go... Did you sit down to get to know her and her story, or did you go right to like looking at the house? What did that look like? Oh, first thing was I noticed the pictures that she had of her son, and uh, she has like all of her living room floor was pretty much covered in her son's baseball, basketball, football gear. And so that was like easy for me to relate because we went to the same high school, well, minus six years. Yeah. Uh, difference, but I, I still knew the coaches there. So I was like, oh, does your son play sports? Like we weren't even talking about the house when I first met her. We were just kind of connecting on more of a relational side because I just wanted her to know that I'm a real person, especially after the texting. <laughs> sure. So, so yeah, we focused on more of the rapport building versus just worrying about the deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take that was note, Rhino Nation, yeah. right this second. When you go on appointments, do exactly as Jens is saying, and that is build rapport, take time, slow down, talk about things that you can build something in common. And I love this. Keep going. Yeah, slowing down for sure, Cody. That's what really helped in this case because she didn't do well with getting into rushing, I could tell. So we just really talked, probably spent about an hour, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, about 30 minutes of that, we were just talking, getting to know one another, seeing what position was. I come to find out she's the one that tells me this information, which is great. Get the seller to talk. You don't want to do the talking. Let them talk about their situation, their story. And she was just like, yeah, they're foreclosing on the house. And I was like, oh, there's motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like, we're going to, you know, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to either have to, me and my son are going to move with my parents. Or we're gonna have to move to Missoula, but she didn't want to do that because of sports for her son. So I was like, okay, well, you know, the last 10 minutes we kind of talked and I didn't actually get it under contract the first meeting because I wanted to see, I'm terrible with running numbers and I I just want to get it for as low as possible. So I was just like, what's your bottom line? And she told me it was 260. And I knew that that was an okay price, but I wanted to be at more like 240. And so I was like, you know what, let me give you a call on Thursday, it was like two days after because she was busy with her son, like her schedule. She had about like 30 minutes to talk a day, maybe to someone like me, but she was in a desperate situation where that, that kind of time was worth it for her. Cause she, she didn't know where else to turn. Yeah. Um, she didn't want to turn to like realtor or what was the timing on that? Maybe that's a question I want to know. What was the timing? They say they're going to foreclose. I mean, was this coming within weeks? Was this coming within months or what did that look like? Yeah. So it's, I think it's, um, today fourth. So next week on, I think it's the 13th is when, um, it's going to be put on for an auction. So it's, it's before pre foreclosure. This is why it's kind of interesting. So she's been served a notice of default but she's not in foreclosure. Like they haven't set an auction date yet. Okay. But she knew the time was ticking and that she wanted to sell it quicker. And by selling it to you, an investor, even at a discount would help her with the speed and convenience versus who knows how long it could take with a real estate agent. Yeah, absolutely. Speed for sure. She was definitely pushing for a quicker sale. 
Okay. Okay. So what did it look like on Thursday when you call her back? <laughs> Man, that was a whirlwind. I actually got to thank a book, which I'll mention at the end. It'll be the, the, the book I recommend, but I'll say that at the end. Due to this book, we were on the phone call and I said, you know, Steph, I had to anchor a little low because I wasn't exactly sure how far at this point she was going to be foreclosing on. So I was like, I can only give you, like, what if, what if I could only give you 220000 That probably doesn't work. And she's like, no. What about like 230? And when she said 230, I was like, that is 10 below what I know I could turn this around for. Yeah. And so I tried one more time just to see if just to see if I could move it. So I was like, well, what if I could give you 225? Then she kind of the a lot of motions were going on. Obviously, she's in a rough, rough point in her life right now. So she she was she kind of was like, no, 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 my house is worth 260. And so totally kind of reverted back to like, you know, I, I can't, there's no way I can even go down to 230 after she had just said that. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I struck a bad chord. So I kind of slowed it down, went back to just like her situation and didn't kind of moved away from the numbers because I could tell that was stressing her out, even though, you know, we had to get to that at one point. I was like, we need to move away from it because she was starting to get a little defensive. And so I was like, okay, let's move her away. Finally, you know, we, after a good 10 minutes, I was like, you know what, Steph, I think we can do 230. So if, if I got a contract ready, would you sign it? And she was like, you know what, give me till tomorrow and I'll have an answer for you. Next day came around and I called her 6.30 when she's got that 30 minute time span. And I said, hey, Steph, what do you think? And she goes, send it over. So I was like, yes. And, I mean, I didn't want to celebrate, but I was just like, all right, we will do it for you. We will make sure this gets done and put some cash in her pocket and also secure this deal for her and for me as well. <laughs> awesome. So you get the homeowner contract at 2.30. Ultimately, did you then push this out to your cash buyers? And what did that look like? Okay. So funny thing with the timing, since the, the bank account was running low at this point, I didn't have the first two deals under contract yet because this one was a little bit over the course of a month. The other two deals happened within less than two weeks apiece. Actually, one was only with, within a matter of three days. So this one was a little bit longer. So I was kind of pushing, I was stressed. So it was kind of showing because I was like, I just need to get a cash buyer. So with this particular deal, I actually knew someone, very close friend of mine. He's a realtor, but also a cash buyer. And I said, hey man, I actually was trying to get comps for this house. I was like, I have no idea what this house is worth. If I got it under contract, what would an investor buy it for? And he goes, um, 240 to 250. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'd actually be interested in buying it. And I was like, well, I just got it under contract you know, would you be interested in seeing it? So I didn't do it to market to get the highest and best, but it ended uh -huh. up being my highest deal anyways. And so, was it that realtor? Yeah, he's the one that bought it. Okay, so he bought it. So you got under contract at 230000 What did you sell it to him for, the, the contract? $242,500. $242,500 minus out the two thirty. If my math is correct, 12000 $500 is what you made on this one deal. Is that correct? You are correct, Cody. Gents, you know what's coming, Ryan, right? You know what's coming. Yeah, I've been waiting for it. All right, get ready. 
Fantastic. My man, gents. So here you have three deals under. And I, I might have failed to, to mention this at the beginning. I think I said that you had already done two deals. The two deals that he's already done has brought in $7,000. And then this third deal, now $12,500. To kind of give it perspective so that people can understand what this looks like, no, it's not easy in the sense of it no. tries you, it tests you, it makes you like blood, sweat, and tears throughout this whole entire thing. I can attest to this. Jens can attest to this. But if you had to pin a number of hours on this last deal from the first time you spoke to them to the time of like at the house to closing, how many hours did you spend on this one deal? Including drive time, probably about maybe six hours. Six hours. So this is something that I want to bring up, not because it's a get rich quick. It's not an easy thing. So I don't want to I don't want to share this in a in a in the wrong spirit either to those listening to the podcast today. But I do want you to know that if you are willing to just get out there and take massive imperfect action, because there's no such thing as a perfect plan, and you're willing to do exactly what Jen said, and that is just get out there, just do it. He wasn't an expert. He was far from, in fact, maybe I should have you say that. Were you an expert at any of this? (laughs) Absolutely not. I I had no idea about anything in real estate or wholesaling when I first started. (laughs) And that is what's awesome about this. This is what should give each one of you listening to the podcast so much hope, so much faith that you can do it too. And now Jens can now turn it from faith to now fact. He now knows this works. And because of that, he'll have even more confidence. And moving forward, he'll do it with even even more massive imperfect action. Because even to this day, he's still not perfect at wholesaling. And that's okay. Neither am I. We learn something new each and every day, and you never want to be the person that says, I know everything, or I've learned it all. Never become that person. Always be a student of life and always get better at your trade. And as you do these things, you can have six hours of work pay you $12,500. That could be your deal as well. So what an incredible, incredible story. Altogether, you're just shy of $20,000 in the last three months. Um, and really, in all reality, within the last three to four weeks, when all these have closed, of your of all your hard work, which is just amazing. I want to thank you for me and from Tom for taking time to share this incredible story with our with our listeners today. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. It's definitely an honor for you guys to take the time to to spend with your with your students to hear their stories. Well. Before I let you go, you know what's going on. There's going to be two things. And I already know the book just because as you were talking about it, it's one of my favorite books as well with sales. But what is the book? I will always ask two questions. So for those of you listening right now, get out a piece of paper, get out the pen, don't put it away yet. He's going to share two gold nuggets right here. So first and foremost, what is a book that's been game changing? And you semi mentioned it and I know exactly where you're going. I love this book. What is the book that has been game changing to you that you would share with our audience? For new wholesalers who struggle with price, who struggle with negotiating price for the price that you aim for or that max allowable offer, the one that's changed for this third deal especially, the first two I I hadn't read it yet, but for this third deal, it was a game changer for sure, is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Amazing, amazing book, guys. Chris Voss was uh, basically worked for, for... I guess you can say government was a CIA. 
I think it was FBI. FBI, FBI it was. It was FBI, and he was the one that was the negotiator in hostage situations. And so it was absolutely incredible. So great, great, great book. The second question that our audience would, would benefit from, including myself, is looking back, usually hindsight, you have 2020 vision, and you're able to see things differently. What would you tell those that are maybe thinking about getting into wholesaling or maybe at the beginning stages of wholesaling, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently or maybe what would you have done the same because it worked so well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say for sure, mirror someone, especially someone where you want to be, mirror what they do. So if, if there's someone who's at the next level where you want to be, so if you're a first-time wholesaler looking for your first deal, Find someone who's done their first deal and whatever strategy, there's so many out there, but choose one, be laser focused. Like Cody says, having laser focus. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Stay on that one, that one method, whether it's cold calling, whether it's direct mail, whether it's whatever PCP or whatever. I don't know what it is. PPC. Um, PPC, pay-per-click. Pay-per-click, um, yep. What, whatever it is, find one that you believe that you can do and mirror someone who's done that. So mirror, mirror Cody. If you want to, you know, do direct mail. Mirror Brent Daniels. Mirror that person. Get to know everything about uh, what they do and implement it. I would say that that kind of goes along with it. But I wish I would have sped up my speed of implementation. <laughs> sure. Sure. What's the learning behind this? Because I, I can't agree with you more. The speed of implementation. There's so many times we want to do something. And then we put it off or we end up not doing it. What is it about that speed of an implementation? Because I can't agree with you more. This is the most, one of the most powerful principles of the successful people I know in my life. They know how to make a decision and act. So what is it that, that it's been for you, that speed of implementation? Yeah, I, I noticed that as soon as I started mirroring, like what Brent Daniels talks about a lot, um, he said that, okay, so we know Brent Daniels. We know he's done tons of deals You've done tons of deals. Tom's done tons of deals. And so I'm like, okay, Brent's done it through driving around, getting addresses, calling the owners, asking if they want an offer. So instead of just listening to all those things, implementing fast, right then, get out in your car, go to the, go to the distressed homes, call the homes, call the homeowners, ask them if they want an offer on their property, do exactly what the people at the next level, mirror what they do. And so key. That's, I mean, it's, it's so true key. for whatever level you're at. If you want to get to that next level or if you want to do your first deal, mirror someone who's done it, not someone who hasn't done their first deal and knows all the education behind it. Find someone who has done it. Keyword done, action, implement. So, so crucial. Rhino Nation, write that down. That goes hand in hand with one of our favorite quotes at Wholesaling Inc., the one that's done by Jim Rohn, which happened to be born and raised in Idaho, in case you didn't know that. Um, he is a rock star legend for motivation, for development, self-development, personal development. And he has a quote that says, you are the average of the five closest individuals you spend the most time with. And really to fully understand that quote, it's finding people that, just like Jens just said, finding people that are in the destination that you want to be at, surround yourself with those individuals and you'll see that they live principles and that they have capabilities that you may not be living or may not have. But as you 
learn those principles and as you gain those capabilities, the likelihood of you becoming them becomes a reality. So powerful, powerful principle. And this has been taught from Jim Rohn to Darren Hardy to Tony Robbins to all the greats out there. It's an amazing, amazing quote and a powerful, powerful principle on how you get to the next level. So I love that stuff. Gents, again, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. And now I know you're going to be busy getting back out there, driving for dollars. Maybe now you have a budget for some direct mail to do some lifting (laughs) for you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it for, uh, for the time you took. Thank you, Cody. And thank you, Tribe, for all your support. Also, thank you to Skyler, Will Rafter, the man, the myth, the awesome empowerer of the forum. Uh, Tom, <laughs> He's incredible. Tom, he is awesome. Tom Kroll, Brent Daniels, thank you all of you guys for carrying me on this journey. And awesome. thank you to my beautiful wife and my beautiful daughter. Yeah, you couldn't do without them. So I'm glad you threw them in the mix. That's perfect. Well, Rhino Nation, this has been an incredible, incredible podcast where Jens has broke down step-by-step how he just did a recent deal where he made $12,500. If this is something that you are interested, head on over to www.wholesellinginc.com. That's wholesellinginc.com. Go browse around the website, but book a call. See if it's something that sounds like a fit. And if it's something that sounds great, move forward and we'd be honored to help you build your wholesaling business so you can get to on your way to doing your first wholesale deal. Guys, until next time, get out there and take massive imperfect action and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.